Hello, and welcome to the Dance Physio Podcast, a podcast designed to explore ideas and foster discussion around dancer health and wellness. We're here to challenge the status quo, bridge the gap between dance science and the studio, and help change the landscape of the dance industry for the better. I'm your host, Erica Mayall, a dancer turned physiotherapist who is deeply passionate about leaving the dance world better than I found it. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dance Physio Podcast. I am super excited about not just today's episode, but the next few episodes, because I've decided I'm going to do a little bit of a mini series. I've had so many requests and suggestions um, for doing a podcast on the topic of flexibility, but it is such a loaded topic and there's so much information that I want to be able to go over and cover and explore that I've decided to break it into a little bit of a mini series. So for the next few episodes, kind of throughout the month of January, we're going to be really diving into flexibility in dancers, flexibility in the dance world and all sorts of different parameters around that. So today, um, as you probably know from the name of the podcast episode, we're going to be talking about the difference between flexibility and mobility and kind of dive into that in a bit more detail. But like I said, this is going to be a bit of a mini series. So make sure you tune in, um, hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes because we're going to be touching on all areas of flexibility and mobility within the dance population over the next few episodes. So let's dive in. Can't wait to get started. Um, Just a little bit of like kind of background information or to preface this with um, the demands of flexibility within the dance world. I don't think it is a surprise or a shock to anyone to know that the expectations and the demands for flexibility are increasing fairly exponentially within the dance world. There's been, um, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but there are some posts that were circulating maybe a while ago, like a year or two ago, like on social media where people were looking at footage, video footage, photo footage of professional dancers. I believe it was the New York City Ballet, but I could be wrong about that. Um, Dancers from, I think it was like the 1950s, and then looking at dancers from like today. And so doing similar ballets, like performing the same work, but the execution of it was so, so different. And one of the biggest differences, or at least one of the most noticeable differences to me, was how much more mobility and flexibility was being executed within things. So, you know, arabesque lines are higher, legs are much, much higher. There's more, you know, in a grand jeté, they're much more in like sort of a flat split position, things like that. So, we have seen this increase in the demands of flexibility and mobility over the last, you know, sort of few decades. I think there's a lot of debate that could be done about where those demands are coming from and how much of that flexibility is truly, truly required. But regardless of what we think about some of the current demands, especially for this like sort of over flexibility, if we think about like overstretching or really extreme amounts of flexibility, I think there's a lot of debate about how necessary that potentially is. But even if we take that aside, so take out like the really extreme kind of hyper flexibility type stuff, we are still seeing increased demands for mobility and flexibility within dancers. And along with this kind of demand, the increased demand, we have a much, much better awareness of 
the potential dangers around some of these stretching practices. And so we see this where I think the dance world as a whole is becoming much more educated and much more aware of the dangers that exist with a lot of these hyper flexibility practices. So the overstretching and the really extreme levels of flexibility and mobility. And so it's become a bit of a contentious issue where, you know, on the one hand, within the dance world, and especially within the competition dance world, we see this kind of demand or this desire to have these high levels of flexibility. But then on the other hand, how do we go about achieving these levels of flexibility, or at least increase levels of flexibility, so maybe not the extreme extreme, in ways that aren't going to be damaging or create long-term structural issues and things like that. So that's kind of what I want to dive into over the next few podcasts is how do we sort of reconcile these two seemingly opposing views and still allow dancers to be able to perform at their highest potential. So one of the biggest... um, things that people come into the clinic for are dancers who are looking to improve their flexibility. And I think also as teachers, this is maybe one of the biggest frustrations. One of the questions I get asked a lot or what you'll see posted in like online forums and stuff like that is teachers who are kind of at a bit of a loss or feeling stuck with dancers who they don't feel like are improving their flexibility as much as they should, or they feel like their lack of mobility is maybe holding them back in terms of their potential. So it's definitely an area that dancers really do want to like strive to improve on. And so it's one of the questions that we sort of get asked really frequently. But like I said, we want to figure out a way to sort of dive into this in a way that is going to also promote health and wellness within our dancers and not just be a, you know, flexibility at all costs and creating long-term damage. So that's kind of just a little bit of an overriding sort of background on kind of where we're at in terms of flexibility and mobility within the dance world kind of currently right now. Um, And what I want to dive into today so that we really truly understand going forwards is the difference between flexibility and mobility. So you've heard me over the last couple of minutes use those terms really like together or a little bit interchangeably. And within the dance world, they are often used interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. And it's really important for us to understand the difference between them and to try to be using them in the correct context. So you'll hear me use both of those words, but I don't mean the same thing when I'm saying both of those words. So they are different. And so I'm purposely using them either together or separately, depending on what I'm talking about. And for us to be able to understand how we can improve our mobility or our flexibility within our body, we need to understand that these terms are different because I think a lot of confusion comes from this within the dance world. And so we often just hear the word flexibility and dancers and teachers think about flexibility kind of in a bit of an isolated way. But if we truly want to improve mobility, we need to understand the other components that go into that. So that's what I'm going to dive into a little bit today. So I'm going to talk first about flexibility because I think this is the one that people are most familiar with. And flexibility is the muscle's ability to stretch, essentially. So the easiest way to think about a muscle in terms of like the actual kind of structure of a muscle is I like to kind of use the analogy of a muscle being a little bit like a rubber band, like an elastic band. So we can stretch a rubber band and then when we take the tension off of that, it contracts back to its original length. 
And that's a little bit how a muscle works. That's a very simplified version of it. But if we think about a muscle, it is elastic in property. And flexibility is really the muscle's ability to stretch. Muscles cross joints in our body. And so some muscles might cross one joint and some muscles might cross more than one joint. And so them crossing those joints their ability to stretch and then to contract, and that's how muscles generate force, that's what allows movement to happen within our joints, within our body. But the most important part of understanding sort of flexibility is that we are talking about muscles when we're talking about flexibility, and we want to remember that muscles have the ability to stretch and then to contract. Over time, we can gain length within muscles through various kind of stretching practices and Um, We can also lose length in muscles over time. And so we see this commonly um, in kind of sedentary type populations where people will get like adaptive shortening in muscles if they're not, you know, allowing their muscles to stretch appropriately over time. So over time, we do see changes in muscles ability to stretch or in its kind of like resting length, either getting longer and more flexible or getting shorter and less flexible. So again, I think that's a concept that most people are fairly familiar with. And when most people think about muscles or how muscles work or think about flexibility, that is generally what people are thinking about, I think. When we talk about mobility, and so again, this is where the kind of I don't want to say confusion comes in, but maybe it is a bit of confusion or just sort of like a, an unawareness of how these differ from each other. When we talk about a mobility, mobility is the ability of a joint to move through a specific range of motion. So that joint might be your hip joint, that joint might be your knee joint, and mobility is the ability of that joint to move through a specific range. Now, if we remember that muscles cross joints, that joint's ability to move through a specific range is going to be influenced on muscles. So again, if that muscle is a little bit shorter or maybe not as elastic, that might impact sort of its ability or the joint's ability to be able to move. So the easiest way to think about mobility or one of the sort of key components of mobility that's important to remember is that mobility is multi-system. So flexibility we're thinking just about our muscles, but mobility, we're thinking multi-system. So muscles influence that joint's ability to move, but there's lots of other things that influence that joint, influence that joint's ability to move as well. So one of those is the joint structure itself. So we can actually look at like the bony structure of a joint and that potentially can have an impact on mobility. And we see this a lot in the hip. And if you listened to the episode on turnout, which I believe was episode eight, but don't quote me on that. Um, If you listen to that, I talked a bit about sort of changes in hip joint structure influencing how much natural turnout somebody may have available to them at their hip joint. So the actual structure of a joint can affect how much mobility we have available to us. And other um, components of the joint are going to be influential to mobility as well. So that's things like the connective tissue that surrounds the joint. So all of our joints are surrounded by what we call a joint capsule. And it's essentially connective tissue that is basically the same type of tissue that ligaments are made up of. So it's almost just like 
um, a thickening of sort of ligaments surrounding a joint. And we have this capsule, and then there's areas of thickening throughout that capsule that make up some of the like more important um, ligament structures. So ligaments are made up of collagen, and they're much less elastic than muscles are. And we'll talk a little bit more about this um, when we get into talking about like overstretching and extreme flexibility in a future episode. But so it's important just to remember that the connective tissue surrounding the joint is also going to impact the joint's mobility. So the joint structure itself, the connective tissue, so joint capsules, ligaments, things like that, as well as the muscles. And then the other component that's really, really important to mobility is our nervous system. And this is arguably maybe the biggest component when we're looking at something that's multifactorial or multi-system is our nervous system controls basically everything within our body. And so if we have a nervous system that is not feeling safe or is not feeling, um, yeah, safe is really probably the best word, it is going to do something to try and protect the body. And again, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to do an entire episode on sort of the nervous system's role in mobility. So I'm just going to talk, touch on it briefly today. But our nervous system's number one job is to keep our body feeling safe and to keep us alive. And if it is not feeling safe, it's going to try and protect. And one of the easiest ways that it has to try and protect our body is to limit our mobility. And so when we're thinking about trying to increase our mobility as dancers and increase our quote-unquote flexibility, we need to remember that the nervous system is a huge component of that. And so again, that's one of the like hallmark differences between talking about just flexibility where we're thinking just muscles and just the sort of muscular system versus looking at overall mobility where it's multifactorial and the nervous system is going to play a huge role and a huge component in that in addition to the muscular system and then, like I said, kind of the joints and the connective tissues and all of that. So these are really important concepts to understand, to truly be able to understand how we can safely improve dancers' mobility and flexibility without risking long-term damage or, you know, sort of structural changes that are going to cause issues in the future. So like I said, I just wanted to dive into really differentiating these because as we move forward in the future podcast episodes, it's going to be important to understand this concept of the difference between the two so that we're not just thinking we're talking about muscle flexibility when we're truly talking about mobility as like the whole system. And so if we want to increase mobility, we need to be addressing all components that impact Mobility And what we commonly see or what I commonly see in the dance world is that we very much focus on muscles and flexibility and we do lots of stretches that are designed to try and stretch muscles and things like that. And we maybe don't focus on other components of mobility as much. So things like the nervous system or connective tissues or joint components or things like that. And so if we want to make significant improvements in mobility and lasting improvements in mobility and also be safe about how we are increasing mobility, we really need to make sure that we're addressing all of the components of the mobility system and not just the muscle length part of things. 
So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today than usual because I just want to leave it at that because to me it's such an important concept for people to really truly understand the difference between flexibility and mobility and wrap their heads around the fact that mobility is really multifaceted and we really need to encompass all aspects of mobility when we're thinking about trying to increase our flexibility. So I'm going to leave it at that. And then, like I said, in future episodes in this little mini series on flexibility for dancers, I'm going to dive into more components of how do we actually go about address or increasing our flexibility, other things, like I said, overstretching, all of that kind of stuff. So there's going to be more episodes, like I said, subscribe so that you do not miss an episode when the next ones are coming out. And if you have any questions at all in the meantime about specifically the difference between flexibility or mobility and how that pertains to dancers, please reach out. You can reach me on any of the social media platforms at Dance Physio Erica or through the website allegroperformance.com or send me an email. My email is in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. If you are so inclined, please rate, leave um, a rating or leave a review. I read all of the comments in the reviews and I so appreciate your feedback. Have a wonderful day. Bye.